Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome to a legendary Thursday episode. I am Natter, and we're doing it a little differently today. I have my own co-host, Bud, and we have Professor Chris as the guest this time. Professor Chris, how are you? I'm doing great, man. You know how on the Thursday shows we like to shake things up every week, and uh, this is the biggest shakeup I've ever been a part of. <laughs> <laughs> we like to keep you on your toes, especially you on your toes. Of course, it's a crossover. Yeah, exactly. It's a crossover, a crossover just, episode. Yeah, just like how in the cartoons did it with like Timmy Turner and Jimmy Neutron. This is it, but just on a higher level. Yeah, J- <laughs> Jimmy Neutron is exactly where my head went with that. <laughs> there we go. So, Bud, you're the quiet one right now. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm ready. Uh, I'm excited. Let's let's get it going. Okay. So, of br- course, brand new living room there. I'm just that's killing a really it. Nice living room. I'll Looks play good. the piano after this. You know. Yeah. If you guys are on YouTube right now and you guys see the living room that. He did not green screen in, by the way. It's fabulous. <laughs> just huh? just broke into someone's house to record I mean, a podcast. if it's a green screen job, I mean, you would see you, it wouldn't look like this, you know? It looks professional. <laughs> it looks amazing. Looks good. All right, so let's get into the headlines. NFL headlines. Teddy Bridgewater, unlikely to play Sunday. But how much is this affecting the wide receivers? I mean, you're obviously going to look at it. Anytime a starting quarterback is out, you're going to be looking. DJ Moore obviously has been not what we expected this year, but Robbie Anderson is going to be a start, obviously. DJ Moore you're going to have to think about, but obviously anytime a starting quarterback's out, you're going to have to keep it in the back of your mind and change. Professor Chris, if you want to rank the wide receivers right now between Robbie Anderson, uh, Curtis Samuel, or DJ Moore, how would you rank it? You know, I think I still got to go with Robbie Anderson. I've always loved him. DJ Moore, like you said, been disappointing. He had a great week last week. And after Curtis Samuel had those two awesome weeks, then just he had what, like two catches for eight yards, three catches for eight yards, something like that. I think it's still Robbie Anderson. But honestly, in this matchup, there's not a whole lot of wide receivers I'm interested in playing, except for maybe Kenny Galladay, if he plays. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So... Does Robbie Anderson still earn a must-start tag? Not a must-start tag, and that's because he doesn't have his starting quarterback. It's going to be what, P.J. Walker? I think you are correct. What about Mike Davis? I mean, you. Uh, I want to say yes, um, but after you know the last four weeks that you've played him, he's been a disappointment every single time. You probably, if you're a McCaffrey owner, you probably don't have a better option, so I think you can still feel okay rolling him out there as a flex, but I'm not saying he's a must start. Mike Davis is not someone who's a must start for me. We are talking about rankings in this episode and I do have him uh, ranked in my top 15, but that's sort of an optimistic ranking. Yeah, I think it is a little bit difficult. Uh, but do you have anything to share? Uh, I mean, Mike Davis has a great matchup against Detroit. I know it's been a little bit rough, but he is going to get the volume. He's also going to be a PPR monster. I feel very comfortable. And if he's in the top 15, I mean, he is almost a high RB2 to an RB1 almost. To me, I'm starting Mike Davis 100%, especially with all the running back injuries that we've had. It's a it's a thin, thin list at running backs right now. For sure. 
Yeah, right now I just have a difficult time believing that somebody has RBs better than Mike Davis at this point. I mean, the their running back room has gotten a lot better a couple weeks ago. I mean, the Dolphins situation is a lot better. I think uh, Rex Burkhead has really elevated himself over the, the Patriots running back. So I think there's a little bit more uh, variety in the running back position. But uh, it's still a little rough. But Noah Fant, practice limited today. Uh, both of you guys' opinions. We'll start with Bud. Does he play on Sunday? I, I potentially see him playing. Uh, he's been injured on a regular basis. Am I going to start him? I, I think you got a couple different options to be able to go with him. I'd wait and see, but uh, I would stay away from Fant right now. Would you play someone like Austin Hooper over Noah Fant? Uh, yeah, because I know Hooper's going to be healthy. I'd rather start Noah Fant, honestly. Yeah, you can definitely make that argument. What about Gazicki? Gasecki. Gasecki. What do you What do you think, Nader? Uh, yeah, Gasecki. I think that's a fair one. It's not that bad of an option. Gasecki, because Preston Williams is not playing, and uh, there's just a lack of weapons on that offense, and right now Tua is playing pretty good football. I like Gasecki a little bit more. Yeah, I'm with you there. There we go. So Devontae Adams and Alvin Kamara, both probably the two biggest names in the current list. Uh, they both did not practice, but they both are expected to play. Uh, how much do you guys believe that uh, story? I'll start with you, Professor Chris. You know, as a Colts fan, I really want Devontae Adams not to play. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be awesome if the uh, if the Colts were just they just had to guard against MVS and maybe Alan Lazard. But I think Devontae Adams plays. He's a tough guy. So is Alvin Kamara. Uh, I don't know if anything's really kept Alvin Kamara out aside from a concussion. Has has he really missed anything besides that? No, I think it was just concussion. Yeah, because we've seen him banged up and still be great. He's been great this entire season. I yeah. think they both play. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. So Sammy Watkins, uh, he practiced full yesterday <sighs> as of Wednesday, but today on Thursday he practiced limited. So now his availability is up in the air. Would you guys start him if he does play? I'm, I'm not going to start him. I think you got a lot of different options than Watkins. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on waivers. Yeah. If he's out there absolutely, as a free agent. Absolutely. No, no way am I starting him. Honestly, I think it wouldn't be that bad of a play. Nicole Hardman is not there. So he is that clear cut wide receiver too. You still have Kelsey and Hill, but uh, that is a high flying offense. It is a high flying offense against obviously a horrible defense in the Oakland Raiders, but I'm staying away from Watkins. Uh, I think there's too much too much unknown there. There's a lot more potential in other other wide receivers right now and a lot of safer options. Too. Yep, no way I want him. DeAndre Swift, the emerging running back for the Lions, is currently in concussion protocol. What is the expectancy of him playing? I mean, this late in the week being put on the concussion protocol because this, what just happened... Uh, we just got this news this afternoon, right? Yeah. Thursday afternoon? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he just got put into the concussion uh, protocol on Thursday. I highly doubt he plays. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And it's it's sad because he has a great matchup against Carolina, too. A great schedule for him to this week, but, yeah, he's not going to play. And I do have him ranked in this uh, rankings episode we're talking about, um, but I will have a contingency if he does not play. Yes, same as well. I do have him ranked. But if he does not play, AP's going to be the lead back, right? 
We'll start with uh, Bud. Probably. Uh, I most likely assume he's going to be the lead back, but they are going to move around. Uh, Johnson's going to get a little bit of work, but if you were starting anyone, Peterson would be the guy. Yeah. Carry on Johnson. <laughs> That's a gross decision to have yeah. to make. Yeah, absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. And I feel like we're getting to that point with so many injuries right now. You might have to make some dirty decisions. Yeah. It's, it's a brutal week when it comes to really just, you know, bye weeks, this is six teams on bye this week. Yeah. It's, it's a good amount right now. So carry on Johnson. Yeah. Are we playing him? Is he a low flex? I'm, I'm, I'm not playing carry on. So, I mean, <laughs> that's just a, <laughs> I'm staying away. Go ahead. Uh, Professor I, I would play Adrian Peterson over carry on Johnson. Yes. But if you're in that decision, you're probably two and eight right now. It's not going well for you. It's, no. it's not. It, it's rough, but uh, I can't imagine Adrian Peterson playing the full amount of snaps. I just feel like carry on Johnson will at least get something. He'll get some work, but it's not going to be relevant to what you want. Well, and we're not even missing a whole lot of like we do have six teams. No, sorry, four teams on by, but we're not missing a whole lot of fantasy superstars when it comes to the running backs. It's the 49ers, the Giants, the Bears and the Bills. I mean, who are we really missing this week? Maybe Wayne Gallman, if that after (laughs) last week's performance, Uh, Jarek McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, Lamar Miller. Slash David yeah. Montgomery. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. For the Bills, you got Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Like, you're not really missing anything this week. Um, but still, so, so definitely, if you're in the position where you're playing Adrian Peterson or Carry on Johnson, it's been rough. Yes. 100%. Oh, Ali Cox gets himself a limited session. Professor Chris, you are the Indianapolis Colts fan. <laughs> Is he playing? I think he does. Doesn't matter. In a two tight end league, sure. I'm actually I have to play him in a two tight end league this week. Yeah. So, um, I you just with Mo Alley Cox, you're hoping for two catches for touchdown. twenty yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I feel like that's a low score line. Are you are you, are you basically recommending don't start him? I'm saying in a two tight end league, you might have to. Yeah, okay. two tight end league, you yeah. potentially have to is what. Yeah. Yep. So Duke Johnson returns to practice after an illness. Uh, I mean, with COVID protocols, he still has to go through it to make sure that he tests negative. But uh, right now it is assumed he will play. So are you guys fully confident in the start? Fully confident? No, but I'm, I'm willing to play Duke Johnson. As more of a flex option is what I'm thinking. I just feel like James, every time Duke Johnson has been the starter, he has so much potential and he disappoints every single time. Yeah. Because we've seen what he can do week. as just the third down back and where he's he's had these really amazing games, these really amazing plays. He's great in the receiving game. And then you think, okay, oh, man, if this guy ever just got a chance to start. And every time he's the starter, it's just a bummer. Yeah, I mean, you get 16 carries against Jacksonville with 2.6-yard average, and then you obviously had Cleveland with 14 carries and 3.9. It just, when you get a good amount of volume, you expect more from him. He's basically the uh, anti-Giovanni Bernard in this case. So James Robinson, (laughs) uh, he practiced practiced limited with a shoulder injury. I fully expect him to play. Yeah, line him up. Is that a consensus? Um, So James Robinson? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I expect him to play. Yeah. He's a surefired RB1, in my opinion. Joe Mixon, the new AJ Green, I might have to add, consistently <laughs> waiting week after week after week with an injury. Did not practice again today. 
fully expect him to miss this week? Very disappointing, very frustrating. Yes, I do. Fire up Geo. Yep, absolutely. And last but not least, Calvin Ridley with a limited tag. Now, he's probably one of the closer game time decisions out of all these players. Uh, let's get a consensus. We'll start with Professor Chris. I mean, you got to play him. If he plays. Yeah. If Calvin yeah. Ridley plays, I mean, the dude's been great this season when he's been on the field. If he plays, I think you got to throw him out there. And it is a great matchup as well. It's going to be a high-scoring game, right? The Falcons go against – oh, I just New had Orleans. this one. New it's Orleans? The, yeah, New Orleans, yep. yeah. Yep. And it's in a dome. And Matt Ryan is great in a dome. Absolutely. And then, I mean, Julio's going to be covered by Lattimore. Julio's still going to be doing his thing, but that leaves Calvin Ridley to be uh, potentially a very big game. Yeah, I think this is going to be a shootout. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a great matchup, especially with Jameis in there. I know a lot of people don't like Jameis as a quarterback. I 100% agree. But as a fantasy quarterback, the guy tries to sling it. So I think it's going to be a pretty decent game to watch. This is a good week because we have a ton of games that could potentially be shootouts, which is always fun for fantasy. Like If you're looking at the matchups right now, uh, Bengals-Washington, that has potential. Falcons-Saints. Let's see. Titans-Ravens could be high scoring. Uh, Let's I don't want to say Cowboys, Vikings, uh, Packers, Colts, <laughs> Chiefs, Raiders, and then Rams, Buccaneers. I mean, packing, pack, yeah, yeah, definitely, I hundred percent agree. And then obviously we have Thursday night, uh, Seattle and yeah, exactly. uh, Arizona, which yep. that's going to be a huge game. Yeah, I hope so, man. I need in my my uh, money league that I am ten and zero in. Nice. I need. I've got Kyler Murray. He's been carrying me, and oh, I need yeah. him to have a big game tonight. I, th- I think he will. I think it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be nice. I hope so. All right, now before we move on to our rankings, in the comments I'm seeing a guy, Mini Jordan, uh, seven eighteen asks. We'll start with Professor Chris. Jordan Wilkins or Carryon Johnson, PPR. Oh, this is right up his alley. Exactly. Is it? And Colts. You know, well, yeah, it's the third, <laughs> the four, technically the fourth string running back on the Colts going into mm-hmm. the season. Yep. Um. Oh, damn. Lions are playing who again? Oh, Lions are playing. They're playing the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, they're playing the Panthers. Horrible (sighs) defense over there. But, I mean, are we going to see Carrion Johnson get a good amount of volume? Is it going to be mainly Adrian Peterson is pretty much the question, right? I think I would much rather play Carrion Johnson over Jordan Wilkins because in Detroit it's just AP and Carrion, whereas in Indy. It is Jonathan Taylor and Hines and Wilkins. Yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. So I would play carry on, but that's that's a gross decision to have to make, man. I'm sorry about that. It's a bad spot. Plus in PPR, I think carry on Johnson would be better in PPR than Wilkins. A little safer play, right? Well, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Safer floor, at least. The hype for carry on Johnson over the last two years was absolutely wild. For him to fall, fall down this far so quickly a little sad and disappointing i think there are just a couple of the big podcasts in general that they get on one player so much that it makes everybody else just follow that and i think that's what happened with carry on johnson i'm not gonna you know call anybody out or anything like that but i think that's what happened with carry on johnson and his hype yeah Alrighty, so let's transition to the clutch starts and sits and we got our wide receiver and RB ranking as uh, hopefully <coughs> able to show our rankings on screen. Am I able to do that? Am I able? Am I able? 
there we go and we have it up so uh we put our <clears throat> wide receiver and running back side by side and we ranked them one through 15 and as i see right now we have a complete different listings and uh i just want to know why isn't tyree kill number one for professor chris uh, you can't ignore what Devontae Adams has been doing. He's a little injured. He's a little nicked up. He's been killing it, though. I, I would agree with <laughs> yeah, that. He he been, has been killing it. And I mean... Absolutely he, crushing it. Yeah. And I actually, I forgot to... So we were doing this without Hopkins, Metcalf, and Lockett. I updated these in Fantasy Pros, but I did not update them in the uh google spreadsheet so let me do that real quick while you guys are talking but yeah Devonte adams number one for me i have a After hard Hopkins. time putting anybody over tyreek hill i mean when you have mahomes and a high ceiling matchup i just feel like you got to chase it whenever you can get it uh, i mean not to say aaron Rodgers isn't that good it's just the tyreek hill patrick mahomes little stack uh, it's difficult to shy away from and rank it so highly and especially, it's been immensely productive all year long. Against a uh, Las Vegas Raiders defense, I just feel like that's the best there is right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I can understand the argument, and I understand the Devontae Adams argument as well. Because, I mean, when you look at Devontae Adams, he hasn't had anything less than ton targets than other than one game, which was three when he got hurt in Detroit. So, I mean, he's a, a target monster. He's going to be... Obviously, a wide receiver one, Devontae Adams, is going to kill it. I think Tyreek Hill against the Raiders, I do think he gets a long bomb. I think he's going to get about nine, ten targets. He's going to be the main guy there, obviously. But Tyreek Hill has the higher ceiling. I think Devontae Adams is a floor. I mean, when we're talking about top five guys, it, apples and oranges kind of preference on that. Yeah, it's yeah. splitting hairs a lot of the time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, how often on your fantasy roster are you really deciding between these two guys? You know, yeah, almost never. You know, and that is a good problem to have if you do. So, <laughs> Michael Thomas, I think, is going to be the most polarizing figure that we have on our list as of right now. I'm looking; I have him ranked number seven. Yeah, Professor Chris, number five, and now Bud, number uh, three. Number three. So, my yeah. question to you is: yeah. Why is he so high? With a backup quarterback that can't even see. <laughs> he he got LASIK. I don't know if you knew that. Did it work? Uh, we'll find out this weekend, right? I'm just saying. Uh, Michael Thomas, it, obviously, it's been very disappointing. The ten, 10 games. Uh, I think it was 10 receptions, 85 yards, something in that area. I think he has a Michael Thomas game. I think he gets targeted on a regular basis from Jameis Winston. I think they feed him a good amount. I think he has a touchdown, uh, 10 10 receptions, about 120 yards is my rough guesstimate. But I think he has a big game. I think he's a very safe bet. Michael Thomas gets on track this week. Professor yeah. Chris. <clears throat> Michael Thomas is the best parts of Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin put together. I like together. that. I like that. Yeah, I Ooh. think he's going to have a huge game. Jameis yeah. Winston as quarterback. I mean, he was having huge games with Teddy Bridgewater yep. as quarterback. Jameis Winston slings the ball. I think he knows what Michael Thomas is because everybody knows what Michael Thomas is and what he can do. I have no problem with him being ranked number three. I do think it's a little high. I have him at five, but, you know, still in my top five. I think Michael Thomas is going to be back to being Michael Thomas with a quarterback who is going to throw the ball, and it's in a potentially, and fingers crossed, hopefully, high-scoring matchup. And we just had a DK Metcalf touchdown. Oh, oh, you know, we like to hear boy. stuff like that. You love your boy DK. 
he, I was you very high on him, and it's it's a gift that keeps on giving. So back this track on the wide receivers, Professor Chris. You currently have T Higgins ranked 15, and you are the only one out of the three with him on the list. Now, is is this like a knock on Tyler Boyd, or is this the rise of T Higgins? I think it's the rise of T Higgins. We're seeing the uh, the rookie Joe Burrow and the rookie T Higgins having that connection as the season goes on. It's not a knock on Tyler Boyd. I actually have never... You know, I, I get the appeal of Tyler Boyd. I wish I had him on teams, but I've never had Tyler Boyd on an actual <laughs> roster. Uh, but I think we see that rookie-to-rookie connection between Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. It just gets stronger each week. We saw it last week against a very tough Pittsburgh defense in some uh, in the windy weather as well. Now, I don't... I want to once again preface this by saying I don't have T Higgins ranked at 15 before the show. We talked about taking out uh, Deandre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf because they're playing on Thursday night when we're recording this. So we, you kind of said it feels like uh, if they lay an egg is what I think is the way you put it, then it makes us look dumb. So with those guys out, it bumped T Higgins up, but for what it's worth, I do have Boyd at 16. So yeah. And I'm, I'm, I, I love Higgins. Uh, I love the connection. I think a long term, it's going to be uh, very beautiful for Higgins yep. it's and be awesome. Burrow. You know, but I, I have Higgins at seventeen actually. So I mean, I'm not that far away at all. Ooh, I, that is. I think are you high. are you are you far away from that? T Higgins, mm-hmm. I was pretty far off. I didn't even consider him putting him on the list. I mean, I still I still had people around like you know DJ Moore around the the fifteen to twenty mark. Uh, uh, I'm getting escaped on the people of my li- <laughs> top of my head now. They all escaped me. You okay? It's horrible. It's horrible. So, right, guys, I think we're going to need to pause the show here to let Nader catch up with everything. <laughs> we can <laughs> do that. We don't have a couple hours. We don't have a couple days. So I am the only one with Mike Evans on the list as okay. I'm scanning through your guys. So I scanned it twice, by the way, to make sure. You so scanned I don't it? Look you like an idiot. Triple check? <laughs> scanned yeah, it I, twice. Yeah. I'm the only one with Mike Evans on the list after he's been force fed the ball in the red zone and uh, it's been a successful. He's had multiple touchdowns over the course of the past two weeks. And it seems like his frustration over the offense is shown because Tom Brady is consistently looking at him now. Uh, is this uh, just a gut feeling that you guys yeah, have? It's not a gut feeling. I, I think Ramsey is going to match up on Mike Evans. Yep. And if you kind of look on his targets, it's kind of been a little bit depressing. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll start with Green Bay at two targets, one reception, obviously. And then we went to the Raiders. Raiders are horrible defense, two targets again, uh, Giants, seven targets. And then you have six, which is decent. He really got fed against Carolina, horrible defense. But I think his matchup is very, uh, very rough against Ramsey, who shut down DK Metcalf, which uh, we talked about last week. I, I'm staying away from him. I, I don't feel comfortable with this situation. There's too many options there. Yeah, I mean the Rams have the sec or the uh, the best secondary in the uh, NFL, best cornerback in the NFL. I firmly believe that Jalen Ramsey is going to be on Mike Evans because he's the best wide receiver on the team. It's not Chris Godwin. I know everybody loves Chris Godwin. He's the new hotness there, but Mike Evans is still the best wide receiver on that team. He's going to get Jalen Ramsey all game long. I think Aaron Donald is going to be in that backfield 
all night long, and I so hope so because nothing, really few things as a Colts fan give me more pleasure than seeing Tom Brady just get oh. smoked. Oh, we can agree game. with that. I, oh, I love that. Oh, oh my so God. Good, I man. hate Tom Brady with a passion. Yep. Um, it, 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 yeah, it's I'm so a Raider good. fan as well. So tuck rule. Um, yeah, the, I have some, the yeah, biggest yeah, 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 I got a lot of issues. Call of all time. Man. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. like, you know what? Let me, let me go on a little rant here. The tuck Ooh, rule was I not even appropriately applied yep. there. Yeah, absolutely. Even Tom Brady was said it. Al- he wasn't bringing it down. It no. was already tucked. Yep. Yep. So the tuck rule didn't even apply. At yep, all. Absolutely. It was just a completely crap call that they wanted Tom Brady to get there and they took it away from Oakland. It was complete bullshit. His entire legacy is built on Adam Vinatieri cheating and one missed, horribly missed yeah. call. I love it. I love it. It's perfect. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. <laughs> I'm going to 100% disagree with you guys. The thuck yeah. rule was well, probably applied. Well, it guess what? For a reason. Guess what? And we it don't, was called. We don't care what you have to say. The tuck so, rule was called, <laughs> and it was a rule at the time, but that was if the quarterback is tucking the ball. Tom Brady it already down. had it, it tucked. No, he t- already like, had it know, tucked. Ball, it wasn't coming. No, no, no. You're your wrong. You're wrong. Watch the video. Go back and watch it. He was not tucking it. It was tucked. He already had it down. Absolutely. Did, yeah, that was a Absolutely. fumble that was incorrectly called. I think I think the tuck rule should still be here. That I is a hill I'm going to die on, oh but dude. I'm right there oh with my you. God. Man. Yeah, I'm I'm just I might have to leave. I can't be near him. Yeah. Right so now, anyway, you know? so so I love seeing Tom Brady hit the dirt. I hope oh, yeah. Aaron Donald just absolutely buries him. I hope yep. we see this clip of Tom Brady getting up with like grass stuck in his face mask after a sack. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but anyways, who are we talking about? Mike We're Evans. Talking about Evans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a far segue. So yeah. Mike Evans I, last year played the Rams and he actually had a monstrous game. He had a 50 yard touchdown catch. He had over a hundred yards that game. And I mean, Jalen Ramsey was on the team during the time. So who was his quarterback? James Winston. Okay. Uh, apples to oranges right now and uh, it, it doesn't look like it's the same target ratio for Mike Evans compared to last year and it doesn't look like the same offense obviously so uh, we'll have to see what happens but Ramsey DK Metcalf what was it 30 routes run two receptions 24 yards I think yeah. on Ramsey Ramsey can play uh, Ramsey is a long big corner that can play a little physical I I, I see it a uh, good matchup and it's gonna be rough against Evans but I, I we'll see do- this weekend I do have Evans ranked in my top 20 for what it's worth, but not my top 15. I think you kind of have to. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I actually know you don't kind of have to because fantasy pros, that's where I do or put my rankings in. I sort of start with their expert consensus rankings and then I rearrange it to what I think Mm -hmm. um, on the expert platform. Fantasy pros expert consensus ranking has Mike Evans at 27. They're thinking it's going to be rough too. I, I disagree. So and that's in half a, PPR. Half PPR, yes. So right now there's another question asking should uh, – I don't know if it's a two out of three, pick one out of the three, mm-hmm. or rank them. But A, B, DJ Chark, or DJ Moore? Just in case, we'll pick one and then rank two. Well, if I'm picking one, I'm taking – it's hard to take DJ Chark against the Steelers, but I think that's what I'm going to do. I don't want, well, damn it! No, you know what? I'll, I'm going to go Antonio Brown. 
Oh, oh God. I, I don't you d- want to. You did to. it to me. You did I don't it to want me to. There. I want to go. If it wasn't the Steelers, I might go with Chark. Bud? Yeah, I can see that. You know, I really don't want to go Antonio Brown because. But he had a good game. I, I, yeah. You know, the dude shouldn't be in the league. Let's be let's be blatantly honest. How many times he's got in trouble? He, he should still be suspended. Plus, he's gonna get suspended because what happened recently. Um, but we'll, that will probably be next year. I'll he, go. He's then. got seven for sixty nine. Yeah. Nice. I, no. I, I I agree. Um, and the matchup for him is probably gonna be very good. So it, it would be Antonio Brown. And I don't feel happy about it, but that's probably the best option. We throwing DJ Moore under the bus right I, now. I think we're throwing DJ Moore a little under the bus, and you know I love DJ Moore. I think no, I'm I throwing TJ Walker under the or PJ Walker under the bus. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's it's definitely understandable. Yeah, so I would rank them A B. DJ Chark is a close second. I think it's like one A one B, but basically the same. And then DJ Moore as a uh, far unloved third child. Far unloved third. <laughs> <I like> that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. So right now we have Cooper Cup on all of our lists. Yeah. We don't have. Robert Woods. Was there a reason why? I'll start with Professor Chris. I want Robert Woods to be in there so much because in that undefeated money league, I'm starting him this week. But I just, I have, it's it's more of a feeling for me. I have a feeling this is a Cooper Cup game. Mr. Bud? I just, I like Cup more than uh, Robert Woods. And I think he's going to be in the slot a good amount, and he's going to work that Dallas defense. It's going to be pretty easy for him. I think it's a big game. Robert Woods is going to have a good game too. Don't get me wrong, but I, like he kind of said, I mean, it. It's not I guess Dallas it's more of a feeling, um, but either one is a very good start. I would feel comfortable with Robert Woods or Cooper Cup easily against this horrible defense. You said the Dallas defense. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm tripping. Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Yeah, I'm uh, completely forgot. Tampa Bay. Wait, what? The Rams? Yeah, they're playing Tampa Bay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said yeah. Dallas. Okay. Misspoke. So they're they're both still must start, right? Let's. Yeah. Right now we're ranking Robert Woods lower, but they're for, both must start. For me, they're must start. Okay. Yes. All right. So basically, I would probably put Cooper Cup in the uh, the fifteen through twenty list. Is that a fair? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's your yeah. Okay. So, any closing thoughts on the wide receivers before we go into the running backs? Terry McLaurin. He's top, must start. Adam Thielen, must start. A.J. Brown, he is going against Baltimore, but we're still going to put him high on the list, must start. Uh, Will Fuller. Uh, I am also the only one with Will Fuller on the list. Am you I correct? Mm-hmm. Any reasons why you guys don't like him? I, uh, You can go first if you want, Chris, or I can go, either one. Um, He can get injured at any point. I just, yeah. find, it, I just find it hard to believe in a guy who – has such an extensive hamstring injury uh, who relies on his speed. Yeah, I just yeah. – I, I, I want to root for him, but I just don't buy it. I mean, Will, Will Fuller is very talented. Yep. Uh, and they're going against New England, right? I'm not, I'm not wrong on this one, right? You were correct. Okay, thank you, thank you. So uh, New England against wide receiver ones, they have been phenomenal throughout this whole season. Sure. Wide receiver twos, they have been horrible. So – I am going to – that is mainly why I am not having your boy on there. Are you saying Will Fuller is the wide receiver too? I'm saying did – you, did you, wide receiver one they have been very good against. Will Fuller is the wide oh, receiver okay, one. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, Brandon true, Cooks okay. I have ranked a lot higher 
than I do Will Fuller because I think Brandon Cooks is that wide receiver too. I'm going to take advantage of that Patriots defense that lets wide receiver twos do what they do. Do look like wide receiver one, I guess. I think that's rich. I would take Will Fuller over Brandon Cooks. Okay. Yeah, well, it's understandable. Uh, I just want to say I misunderstood you a little bit. I thought you meant the Patriots defense is bad against wide receiver ones, but no, they're they're very two. good against wide receiver ones. I'm sorry, maybe maybe you're confused. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm confusing confused. you. I'm confused. They're very good against wide receiver ones. Wide receiver twos, they're atrocious. They're very very bad, and oh. I think Brandon Cooks is going to get back to when you have the other team's playbook. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> absolutely. Sorry, I, I, I absolutely hate the Patriots. Yeah. It's, you know, oh as a fantasy I analyst, I try to be as objective as I can yeah. when it comes to rankings and advice and things like that. But, and I know you're supposed to play fantasy without the heart. I will never own a Patriots player on any of my rosters. I have 15 leagues, not one Patriot. And I just want to mention something to Chris because you hate the Patriots. Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks hate the Patriots too. It's a little revenge game for him. So, I like that. Just, just, oh, yeah. just, like just, just, just mention, that. just throwing it out there for you yeah. guys. Just throwing it out there. That, no, that I a, like it. That's a great take. I do want to let you know, Stephon Gilmore, Defensive Player of the Year, is not playing. I mean, you have to think he is the shutdown corner, and he is the one shutting down that wide receiver. What? Yeah, he's not playing. Does that change your guys' thought process? I'm still going Brandon Cooks. Okay, St- I'm sticking with my guy. I'm still going Will Fuller over Cooks. Yeah. Okay, but not top 15. But not top 15. There we go. All righty. I think that wraps up the wide receiver rankings. Let's hop on to the running back. I think we all have Dalvin Cook, number one, against the juiciest matchup. I think he'll have all year in the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, can't And then I think that. we all have Kamara, number two. And that's a no-brainer in itself. But uh, I think one through five, they've all towered. Must start. Uh, Derrick Henry still considered in the top five, even though he has a tough matchup. Mike Davis is probably the only one in the top ten that we have a difference in value in. Him or Aaron Jones? Is there a matchup concern? I, I see oh, go, way go. more in favor of Aaron Jones there. How much? Way much. <laughs> so, so so obviously look, he's so, a he, Aaron Jones is third for him. Yes, for right? me okay. he's number three. Yes, yeah. Uh, I okay. feel like I yes. have Aaron Jones appropriately ranked at seven. Okay, and I'm at eight for yes, Aaron so, Jones. So, so I feel like you and I are seven. right there with each other. I think the difference is I'm I'm a lot higher on Mike Davis than you are. Obviously, yeah. That that's, yes. that's absolutely yes. the case. Nader, I want to know why you have Aaron Jones ranked at three when he's going against probably the best run defense. Yeah, uh, that because, that was my biggest concern. Is is Indianapolis defense is very good. His and his matchup next week is Chicago, which is going to be another hard matchup. But yeah. I, I trust Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay offense to work around DeForest Buckner, to work around that defense, to give him some sweeps, give him some tosses, give him involved in the passing game a lot more than typically would, which is why I have him higher than other people typically would. Because you have to think Aaron Rodgers, he's going to move the ball down the field. If he's moving the ball down the field, there's just going to be touchdown opportunities. He's one, him and Dalvin Cook, in my opinion, are the only running backs on this list that can put up 40 fantasy points and nobody's surprised. So uh, his upside continually makes it so he's higher on the list than he probably should be. 
I would be shocked if he gets 40 against the Colts. Wow. I would be also, but I'm still expecting at least 100 yard, 100 total yards and a touchdown. I mean, it's, so okay. he's uh, 100 total yards, yeah. Okay. I, I can understand 100 total yards. I mean, because he's only rushed for over 100 yards one game this season against Detroit, that horrible Detroit team. And he broke a monstrous game during that one. So. Absolutely. He broke 75-yarder. So, What did right he do aside from that 75-yarder? What does the rest of his outlook look like? So he had 18 carries, 168 yards. So uh, 17 carries minus 75 of 168. You're the math, math wizard. Shit, man, I am off the clock. <laughs> so I mean he did so 17 carries he did about uh 90 90 yards. So I mean that's still a very a good, good game. game with two touchdowns. It's still a productive game plus four receptions 68 yards. That was a big game against a horrible Detroit team, but the the next closest yards for rushing would be against Atlanta which was only 71. Yep. So yeah. Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. He goes against Baltimore. Yep. Last year in the playoffs. He had a big game. We, he's famously known for stiff arming Earl Thomas. Uh, <laughs> stiff arming oh everyone. God. You know, so. I watched this. Uh, so I like watching YouTube videos a lot. Like I'm just on. I don't leave YouTube comments. I'm not like a YouTube like kind of guy. But like I'll get on YouTube a few times a day just to like watch. You know, if I got some time. And I was watching best stiff arms like a <laughs> like from just one of those like collab or compilations best stiff arms. And Derek Henry was in it like five times. Yeah. And yeah. it's just so good. Like, no one throws defenders like he does. He's huge. He's huge. He's, He's massive. So, you guys are just uh, complimenting him. Yet, on your list, you currently have him ranked six. And, Bud, you currently have him ranked number three, which is very high, which is even higher than me. So, Professor Chris, why is he below Ezekiel Elliott? He's going against the uh, Ravens, man. It's a good defense. But it's Zeke right now. He is very high on your list at number five. Why is that? But is that high for Ezekiel Elliott? In the current situation, no, I'm I no, say no, no. This. He's getting Andy Dalton back. Andy Dalton is much better than the third and fourth string quarterbacks. But Andy Dalton was not that impressive, regardless. But he is still better than those quarterbacks, and Ezekiel Elliott is still an amazing running back Cowboys are going against the Vikings who have a pretty poor defensive team. They just traded, they just got rid of Everson Griffith, right? A few weeks ago. Yeah. 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 This is going to be potentially the worst defensive game of the week. This could be high scoring because it's going to be a feed me. It's going to be a feed me right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so Derrick Henry's number three for me. I, I, I actually, he was supposed to be number 10. How'd that happen? Uh, I, I, well, he was supposed to be right below Zeke. Did to be you, totally honest did you have with you. seven players on I, by right just, I, I don't know. I don't know what my deal was, but he was actually supposed to be below. So I have actually Derrick Henry lower than most of you guys. Oh. Okay. Uh, that, I don't know. I must have. So um, after what's two, w- w- while you fix your list. <laughs> while Connor. you fix your list. <laughs> God. Uh, sorry, I think I'm under the bus. Uh, that's fine. That's, that's good. Fine. So James Conner had multi-disappointing games and he's starting to lose his carries for some odd reason not necessarily because of injury or bad play he's been pretty productive while he plays uh, but we're having him ranked pretty low on this lift I have him at 12 you have him, uh, Professor Chris at 11 and then Bud you have him at 10 are we losing confidence in him? a little bit why? it just hasn't been there 
he hasn't really looked like the James Conner that we kind of know. I mean, With going against the Bengals you know? last week is a good matchup. Mm-hmm. And, and he was 13, 36, and 2.8 yard average. It's it's not going to get it done. Yeah. Is that the offensive line issue? Because, I mean, you can only go through the holes. And if you're getting 2.9 yards per carry, st- that's not necessarily I your still fault, don't think it? it's just the offensive line issue, so. You can I only really, go through really the holes. Don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that's not true. I mean, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, you know Zeke, these guys find ways to. If the hole is closed, they can get around the outside, or they can create a cut, or something like that. You know, it's not you can only go through the holes with James Conner. He's got the potential to be a top five running back on the season, but it's just not happening this season. What about Lev Bell? Where are we going to put him on this? Obviously, none of us have him oh, on the list. And Number we all one. have Clyde very low onto the list. I mean, right now, only Professor Chris currently has him at, what is this, number nine. And other than that, we have him at 14 and 15. That's number nine for the workload uh, and going against the Raiders. Yeah, it's understandable. The Raiders... Uh, Bud, you are the Raiders fan. Our, you... our defense is atrocious. I mean, <laughs> and the run defense is great. Our, our run defense is very bad. I don't have him ranked at nine just because of, honestly, his workload has been decreasing uh, on a regular basis. Uh, after a Buffalo game, it was 26 attempts, and then you have Denver, which is eight. Then you have New York Jets, which was a horrible team, is six. So you, they should have been running. Um, and then you have Carolina, five. So it, it's been decreasing, and then you obviously have Lev Bell there, which is going to eat a little bit. I'm not saying Lev Bell is going to do anything, but Hilaire hasn't been what everyone thought he was going to be. And I, no. I, honestly, I wasn't very high on him or Jonathan Taylor. I, I didn't have no shares of either of them, but I understand why people like Hilaire's because you know you're on top offense, you have potential touchdown potential on a regular basis. I was high on Jonathan Taylor, and mm-hmm. maybe that was a little biased from being a Colts fan. I mean, but the dude had a great pedigree coming in. I have zero shares of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, I do too. Nothing. As you should. Yeah, there was so, way too much hype. So, on a side note, I just want to say, just for the fun of it, okay, Adam Gase is right. <laughs> what? Lev Bell is trash, and the Steelers' offensive line made him. So, so if Steelers' offensive line is almost the same, which I think it's it is got not. a decent decent amount of people at least, uh, you're just saying Lev Bell is completely trash always? I'm just saying <laughs> he is nowhere near productive as he should be, or has we anticipate him. We consistently hype up Lev Bell to being this great elite running back, but ever since he's left the Steelers, which hasn't been that long ago, by the way, he has never been the same. He's getting more volume, or he was getting more volume on the Jets. What are you going to do with the Jets at this point? Like The Jets and Adam, Adam Gase is supposed to be a guru, just like Matt Nagy, which is an absolute joke to me, and I don't know why no, Adam Gase is – I don't know why Adam Gase is still there. Um, Cause but he's a genius. It, We're gonna title let, this show. Yeah. Adam Gase was right. <laughs> oh my god! There you go. You'll get a ton of looks for sure on that. Adam Gase is is not right. But Adam Gase should have gotten rid of Lead Bell because they weren't going anywhere anyways. Lead Bell's not gonna bring them. I don't know why they paid a good amount of money for him. Um, is Lead Bell ever gonna be the old Lead Bell? No, no, he won't. Professor Chris. You have a closing statement? I think if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire gets injured, Lev Bell is going to be a superstar. Ooh, but I know. I but that 
you know, unless that happens, then he's still going to be the RB2. I mean, they invested a lot into Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and they're using him. I think the Chiefs are going to get up in this game on the Raiders. I don't think it'll be a blowout because it's a division game. I, the Chiefs don't really blow out the Raiders. It could be often. interesting, a lot more interesting than people think. Exactly. I, I definitely see Kansas City beating Oakland. Obviously, Oakland beat them last time, but I see Kansas City beating, but I think it'll be a lot closer than people think. Right. I see Kansas game. City being up by 10 to 14 yeah, for the game. most part throughout the game, and they're going to they're gonna run the ball. At that point, you know, if they get up by, you know, 30 points, you know, 20 to 30 points, they're going to give the ball to uh, what Daryl Williams or Darwin Thompson. You know, mm-hmm. they're not going to give the ball to Clyde Edwards Hilaire because they don't need to. They're not going to give the ball to Bell because they don't need to. But if it's within a couple scores, I do think they're going to feel comfortable with their lead. They're not going to pass as much. They're going to run the ball. And CEH is definitely the guy there. So I, w- I would like to ask a question on just, just to see your perspective on Lev Bell. Like, how do you feel on Lev Bell starting him or not starting him? Because my perspective on it is, honestly, I have no Lev Bell shares. I, I didn't draft any of them at all this year. I have no interest in Lev Bell at all this whole year. Unless Hilaire gets hurt, I think he's almost useless to a certain extent. W- what's your take on that, Chris? Man, I was really high on Bell coming in because yeah. as bad as he was last year, he was still the RB16 mm-hmm. in PPR, and he was only, I think it was, this was one of my, so I do a show at the end of every season called Stranger Stats, and it was kind of like a play on Stranger Things, mm-hmm. and just a bunch of obscure stats, but I think Lev Bell, if I recall correctly, was within, I think it was eight points of being an RB1. So he was so close, even with how bad he was, he was almost an RB1 last year in 15 games, too. He missed a game last year and still finishes the RB16. So I was really high on him coming in. Mm -hmm. I thought he was a value in the draft. Turns out I was wrong. (laughs) But but based on what we had seen last year, I thought everybody was super low on him. But Bell, he can be dropped. Yeah, yeah. Just flat out. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, it's just kind of unfortunately a waste but i think last year he had a whole bunch of targets as well i think they were getting a lot of reception yards to help in the ppr stats um for that end but right a big question i saw on some uh, fantasy football facebook groups this week because yeah i guess i I don't know if i'm old i'm only 32 but (laughs) i i prefer like just you know if i'm taking a deuce i scroll through facebook and not twitter uh, <laughs> Good but uh, I saw Fulgham or Pittman. Like, do I drop Travis Fulgham for Michael Pittman? And my immediate thought is yes, because Pittman, I think, is the guy in Indy now. Um, but if I had Bell as well, I would drop Le'Veon Bell over Fulgham to pick up Pittman. I, c- I could understand. I like Fulgham, but I like – you know, Michael Pittman Jr. was one of my guys that I, I yes, really like, and I think he was going to take over um, yeah. as the Colts because he's a very, very talented wide receiver. I think he was very underrated in the draft process. I'm a big USC fan, too, so I watched a, a decent amount of that. But, uh, yeah, I see big things for Michael Pittman. I have him in a couple dynasty leagues as well. Well, and the Colts drafted him to be their number one. Yep, absolutely. And after he came back from injury, he had, like, an, a decent game. But then two weeks ago, a good game. And this past week, a really good game. He didn't get into the end zone, but it was still yeah. a really good game. I mean, he comped to his measurables, comped to Calvin Johnson. 
Yeah. Now that's a huge oh. comparison. Yeah, yeah it is. A, a huge one. comparison, but he's his also, measurables comp to Calvin yeah. Johnson. He's also very intelligent, very football smart. I mean, his dad was Michael Pittman Jr. or Michael Pittman, obviously, uh, the running back for the Buccaneers uh, that won the Super Bowl against Oakland, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, he has been born and bred for this, and I think he's going to be great wide receiver long term for sure. Yeah, if you were able to get him in Dynasty, like in your rookie draft, yep. that is a great, great asset. Second round, I yep. think it was. Yep. I was so, grabbing him at the end of the first. I didn't have any uh, any early picks in any of my rookie drafts this year, yeah. which kind of sucked. Yeah, yeah. It is rough. I actually was pretty close to putting him near the top 15. I was deciding wow. between him I, and Robbie oh, Anderson. I almost put him in there over Higgins, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? No, that's the homer in me. I can't do that. <laughs> Ooh, that is rough. I do expect big things with him because, yeah. let's face it, that wide receiving core isn't necessarily the most talented, especially because their number two receiver is what? T.Y. Hilton? He's the number two now. Yeah. 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 Philip Rivers, man, leading the Colts to the Super Bowl. Oh, oh. there's the Colts homer right there. There it is. There it is. I love it. So, so I do want to ask you, because obviously you watch a lot of Colts games. So is there something going on with Jonathan Taylor? Is there something I'm missing on why he's not being as productive as everyone thought? Or are, do the Colts still feel like he's going to be the future RB there? Is there a reason why they're doing like a running back by committee? You know, it's either the ankle injury that Frank Reich noticed a couple weeks ago is still mm-hmm. bothering them, mm-hmm. or they're sick of the fumbles. I mean, the dude fumbled yeah. 18 times in 41 games in college. Yeah. He has a fumbling issue. He's got insane talent, but he's got a fumbling issue. Naheem Hines is the RB1 on the Colts. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah, and then, yeah, it's not just what back. it seems. He is the running back one. Jonathan Taylor may technically be the quote-unquote starter, but when it comes to fantasy and when it comes to crunch time, it's Naheem Hines. You know, he's getting goal line carries. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor's not getting it. I don't I have no idea why. On fourth and goal from the two, the Colts gave it to Jordan Wilkins last week. <laughs> Did Maybe they gave it to Jordan Wilkins the, twice on fourth and short and he failed both times. Was, fumbles. I mean, like you said, maybe they just don't trust Jonathan Taylor in those short yardage where a lot of people are going to be there where the ball can get knocked out. But trust Hines. Trust Hines to make a cut. And Jordan or Jonathan Taylor, he uh, I think he converted a couple fourth and shorts. Yeah, he did. And so they went he went forward fourth down repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and that's why I love Frank Reich. He, yeah. if it's fourth and less than five, you can damn sure guarantee that he's going to go for it. If the Colts are like past their own forty yard line, they're going for it on fourth down, which I absolutely love. It doesn't always work out, but I have found from watching Colts games that they are more successful than not. Because they take these risks, and Frank Reich, just an amazing coach for the Colts. And I know that this might come across as homerism, and maybe it is, but you know what? (laughs) This is my third beer during the show. (laughs) Lay. Let's get it, man. Lay it on us. Lay it. Let's hear it. Yeah, no. I love how how they go for it on fourth down as much as they do. They're trying to win, which is great. He seems like a really good coach. Seems like you guys are moving in the right direction. I do think you are going to need a quarterback – other than Philip Rivers, but in due time, in due time. Yeah, I mean, it's a one-year deal. Yeah, yeah, They absolutely. drafted Jacob Eason in the fourth round. I don't know if he is the future. 
or not. I mean, they're certainly the Colts are gonna win the division. It was so cute of the Titans to think that they had a chance. Oh, oh. how do you feel about that, Nader? So, how do you feel about that? So no, adorable like that the cute little Titans thought they had a shot this year. <laughs> oh, we went undefeated. We went six and zero. It's always belonged to Indy. Come on. Come what on. do you? What do you? What's What's going on over I there? I like the Titans, and I think they're built to win. Okay. I think it was a bad game. Okay. I think the game would be a whole lot different if AJ Brown, the AJ Brown, built to the come in second place. AJ <laughs> Brown <laughs> caught that stupid pass. That was a touchdown. You yeah, you know I love my AJ Brown though. Yeah. All right. AJ right. Brown dropped fifteen fantasy points when he dropped that touchdown pass. Yeah, but you know what? Who's who still would have won the game? It oh. doesn't matter. My fantasy team would have won the game. That's all that matters. So, uh, you know Mack, what? I'm okay with going 0-15 in a given week if the Colts win. Because oh. I'm you a know, Colts fan first and foremost over a fantasy fan. You know? you know? Like, I'm a football fan before a fantasy fan. There we go. Hey? I like to see that. So, Marlon Mack, he is he going to be a free agent after this year. But he was, in my opinion, the RB1. I don't know how you feel about that. He was. Do the Colts resign him? I don't think so because they drafted Jonathan Taylor. I think they drafted Jonathan Taylor because they knew they did because he was there. Let me put it that way. I think, you know, they had intentions to target him and the fact that he was there in the second, the second round, they were like, Holy shit. He's still here. He made it. Uh, so they took him after, uh, I think after they took Pittman, right? Or did they take him before Pittman? I think they took him before Pittman. I think they took him weeks. before Pittman. Yeah. yeah. Um, so but I, Matt, yes, they ahead. just, they don't have a need for Marlon Mack. And honestly, I didn't understand the Jonathan Taylor pick because Marlon Mack is actually really good at football. Naheem Hines is pretty damn good at football as well. Jordan Wilkins, eh, I mean, he's the third string. But so so I didn't I thought they could have focused somewhere else. I'm thrilled they took Jonathan Taylor. Like I like the guy. I think he's got great potential in the future not this season but in the future for the Colts but I was a little confused by the pick I you know all the good quarterbacks the top quarterbacks were gone at that point so best player on the board maybe maybe that was their best player on the board there and yeah and that Mm could have been it best player on the board and they were like well he's here so we're not you know we know we're not going to sign Mac again next year uh I will say that when Mac was on the field, you knew it was probably a running play. Whereas versus when Hines was on the field, you knew it was a passing play yeah. with Jonathan Taylor. It can go either way. And now they're giving the ball to Hines in the running game. So it can go either way there as well. So I think Jonathan Taylor brought that sort of mystery to the backfield. Whereas with Mac, it was like, well, you know, they're not going to throw it to Mac. Hmm. I yeah. think that is a uh, great football point. Now somebody is asking, Jameis Winston against Atlanta or Joey Burrow against Washington. Uh, Winston, Professor baby. Chris, uh, I w- I would go Winston. Winston, I I have I have some faith in Winston. I think that's going to be a big shootout game. I'm I'm going Winston. Yes, I recommend starting Washington defense if that answers your question. Yeah, Fair I like it. Okay, so any. Last remarks on the running back list. Now, on Professor Chris, I accidentally deleted your number six. Oh, wow. You were that angry, huh? I think that was Derrick Henry. You were just a little frustrated there, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that was Derrick Henry. Whoopsie. My bad. It was an accident. Wink, wink. So, any last closing remarks that you guys would like to have? I think I'm all good. You guys nailed it. I think we did. All righty. So, 
Professor Chris, I mean, obviously this is your Thursday show, but we did it completely backwards. But <laughs> since we're doing it, we might as well continue the trend. Sure. Where can we find you? Actually, can I ask you guys a quick question about yeah, your it. rankings? Definitely. Explain why Kalen Balaj is a top 15 running back. Volume. I, volume, I think he's going to get volume. a massive amount of volume against the New York Jets. I think they're going to be up uh, by a decent amount, and I think he's going to have a big game. I mean, you're going against the Jets. You're anticipated to win the game. Kalen Balaj is getting over 15 carries a game while he's been there. It's hard. Well, I mean, he's only been there for <laughs> two games. Hey, two, yeah. hey it's, yeah. I'm still correct. But yeah, you had still 50, right. You have 15 carries against, obviously, the Oakland Raiders, and then you had 18 against Miami. Uh, I think the defense is very good. I think they're going to run the ball. They feel obviously comfortable with Balazs. Joshua Kelly is not really getting the job done. They are concerned a little bit about fumbles as well, but that's why I have them in there. Throw a little spice for you, you know? All right. Oh. All righty. So, Mr. Professor Chris, where can we find you? You can follow Sleeperwire on Twitter at Sleeperwire Show. I'm on there at prof underscore Chris SW. And then you can uh, hit me up on the Sleeper app at Professor Chris there as well. Nice. Now, bud, where can we find you? Uh, TTT Fantasy Football on Twitter. Okay. One. And uh, obviously, if you want to email me, bud at tttfantasyfootball.com. Email with any questions, anything you guys want to see, uh, obviously. And then check out our website, tttfantasyfootball.com. There we go. So, of course, you can find me basically on the same. Twitter is Bud on the there. And then you forgot our Instagram. So you guys want to little check out our Instagram at tttfantasyfootball. Usually there I'll post a lot of starts and sits and all that good stuff so this whatever was a great Nader episode. just posts a bunch of pictures of the food that he cooked and, absolutely absolutely you know, some thoughts you know I mean? in lingerie he and... usually takes pictures of himself to be totally honest there. <laughs> just, and, just shirtless pics flexing in the mirror yeah you with obviously with his chain you know it's like start this guy or this guy and it's him flexing with one arm up and one arm down with a name on each bicep and you nailed it you nailed it absolutely <laughs> the, the the reverse uh influencer right there uh <laughs> i just imagined that i'm sorry but it's funny that you think that i cook i do not <laughs> just di True. just different yeah. bags of fast food it, it's mac and cheese mac, mac and, and cheese and mcdonald's he mac lives off nuggets chicken you know? nuggets Yes, you're fully correct. So, Chris, do you have a send-off for everybody? Uh, good luck this weekend, and uh, we'll see you. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's too, there's too many Chris's here. There's there's Chris, and then there's the great Chris that Professor is directly Chris. in front of me. I yeah, call him the I'm, great I'm Chris. I'm not sure you know? which one is the great Chris, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, screw it. We're both the great Chris. The great Chris's. Right. That works. That works. <laughs> <laughs> no, good luck, everybody. Let us know how you did. Exactly. Good luck, everybody. Playoffs are almost here. I love it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 